Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. All right, we got a lot of shows out there for you in our library, so check them all out. Plus, if you can, like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever you can to go ahead and support us. And if you can go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we would certainly, certainly appreciate it. We're just trying to get the kinks out right now because we're switching over to hopefully a new way of recording things. So we truly appreciate your patience on that. But we are now live on YouTube, on Twitch. That's right. Lakers Fast Break on Twitch and also Facebook as well. So if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right there at Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, the great folks of Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, Lakerholics.com. Also as well, the great folks at Lakersball.com. Go ahead and catch Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro, today at Lakersball.com. Plus our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, it is almost that time. One of my favorite times of the NBA year is coming very soon. It approaches on us very, very soon. It is the NBA free agency time. We're going to have an NBA free agency special live as it happens starting at 2.30 p.m. Pacific on Thursday. But tonight we're going to be talking about some of the targets that we think the Lakers might or the targets that we think the Lakers should go after in free agency. With all the news out there, the Lakers today didn't create too much of a stir. They only picked up the contracts of Stanley Johnson and Wenyan Gabriel. That's pretty much the only news that's out there as far as Lakers. They've been staying under the radar. They obviously, as you've heard already out there, did not get Kyrie because Kyrie Irving opted into the final year of his contract with the Brooklyn Nets. And they obviously didn't get John Wall either because John Wall got a buyout of $6.5 million from the Houston Rockets out of his $47 million contract, which is now going to go ahead and be replaced by the $6.5 million contract rumored to be picked up by the Los Angeles Clippers. So he's headed over to the Clippers. So really not much to talk about in Lakers land yet. 
But still, who do we think is going to help out the Lakers, and who do we think we can get? And here today to talk about that is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow. Joe, great to have you here. First time trying this thing with Restream, seeing how it goes from here. Appreciate your patience on everything, but you're eyeing what I'm eyeing as far as who should the Lakers target in free agency this year. We're a little limited on money and talent. <laughs> you know, the, the news usually will always include the Lakers on any player, it seems like, uh, and especially if it's a player that's unfortunately washed up. I think the most recent one I, I've learned in the last few hours is Blake Griffin. Yeah, uh, Blake Griffin apparently is going to either choose – he's coming back to L.A. and he's going to pick either the Clippers or the Lakers – which is kind of odd considering his exodus from the Clippers. Why would he go back there? I'd be kind of curious to see that. But I have been very vocal, uh, especially on Lakers ball, that I do not want a single veteran washed up player on this team. If you're going to go that route, uh, it would have to be an AC Green or uh, someone who is – AC Green is the first thing that came to my mind. Someone who's a veteran, who's limited, but can still – or a JaVel McGee. You're talking about an AC Green way back when at the tail end of his career. An AC Green type veteran where – Because he's a little they're, they're, old right now. Yes. No, no, not not literally now. No, I'm talking a AC Green type veteran that's actually going to contribute in some degree instead of having someone like a Trevor Ariza who misses – 60 games decides to play for two weeks and then, you know, doesn't really do much after that. I mean, that's, I, I don't even know what the point of that was. I don't know what the point of these veteran signages are uh, when you already know that they're not going to be able to play, especially in an era where you have to be playing up and down, up and down, up and down. The reason why this league has turned into a young man's game. Now I say that it's always been a young man's game, but veteran young, has controlled the game. Right now, like second, third, and fourth year young players are starting to take control of the game uh, just because it, it, it's it's a seven seconds or less type offense that's that the league has, has, has uh, adopted. Uh, it's just that, you know, teams like Golden, Golden State have the two best shooters that ever lived, <laughs> and their whole – you know, identity is based off of, you know, mastering that particular way of, of, of playing. And right now the league is starting to to kind of catch up to that. And there are more there are more talented young players that are that are effective in that mode. The Lakers are I, I'm I'm I don't know if I'm being naive here, but I think I think the league kind of got irritated about crazy moves before the the deadline when you could talk to people. Granted, there's been some news that have come out, but I think the reason why it's been quiet is because I think, I think maybe Silver said, listen, you guys kind of kept getting out of hand here. I don't mind a couple things here and there just because that's, you know, just to kind of keep the league, you know, 
in the news a little bit. So, you know, since the, the finals ended and the draft ended, but I don't want to end up finding out that we're having like blockbuster deals a week before you're supposed to be doing that. So I have an assumption that when we get on air tomorrow, we are going to, I think the activity is going to go crazy. Whether the Lakers are going to be included in that, uh, I'm going to probably take a guess and say no. Now, we are, we have been led to believe that Westbrook is going to be a Laker opening night and likely finish out the year. For some weird reason, I have a feeling, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I'm probably wrong. I was wrong last year. I might be wrong on this one. I might, Russell Westbrook might just be my Eli Manning as I am Tom Brady. Well, let me ask just, you this. Let me ask you this because why do you still continue to think that? Because as much as I would like to believe that that's the case, I mean, as we've talked about, as you've talked about, the number of assets we would have to go along in a trade are few. The options, one where now we can trade Russell Westbrook, as of now, are few because Detroit in the past couple of days has done some trades with New York that's filled up their salary cap. I know Laker Tom on his latest article, Lakerholics.com, has also indicated that he would love to see a trade for Russell Westbrook back to Oklahoma City. But as I indicated on that site, I don't think that that's going to happen simply because of the fact that Oklahoma City now has a lot of things that they need to take care of because of all the individuals they have on their roster. They don't have the room that they once did. They're no longer the salary-dumping team that they once were. I mean, they have Derek Favors. They could do a couple things, but they can't do $47 million plus the fact that they're not a, a typical free agent stop or destination, so you literally cannot go ahead and say, okay, oh, yeah, it's great that they could go ahead and have Russell Westbrook's money coming off in the summer. There'll be a free agent. Nobody that wants to go as, as a major free agent to Oklahoma City, no matter how good they're looking. So I ask you, my friend, what are the available options now to get Russell Westbrook away from L.A.? I think they're few to none. There are teams out there, New York, Charlotte. Well, New York has is, is just put down a whole bunch of trades just to, so they can go ahead and offer 30 mil a year for Right, which they will. But there is a locker room problem there and a fan problem there with, let's say, a Julius Randle, right? Yes. So let me, let me, I'll leave that at that and then I'll, I'll elaborate on that in a second here. But you have teams that say, like Indiana, Charlotte, New York, that have needs as well. And this is likely not going to be a straight-up trade. It, that I can almost guarantee, just like it was guaranteed that Kyrie was not going to not opt in and collect this $36.7 million, I think. $36.7 uh, I thought I thought the fact that people had any, any, any feeling that Kyrie was going to opt out and to take the mid-level exception, I thought that was just asinine. So, what I what I'm what I'm what I want to wait to see is I want to see what three and four teams might come together to create something. That is a a a chance. I think there's a chance there where I don't know how it would work. I don't know you know the teams that might come in here. I don't know. I don't know. 
how it would work, but I do know that it would take a three or four team trade to probably make something work. The New York Knicks thing was intriguing because Fournier, Randall, and then, you know, a filler at that point for a Westbrook, just because New York's got some issues with, you know, Julius Randall, the fact that he's got four, four years left on his contract. I thought that might be something that would make sense. I think Julius Randall is a, is a talented player and he's still young. And I, I, I would think he could probably play pretty well next to AD and, uh, LeBron. Now, come playoff time, someone had mentioned uh, on Lakers ball that Julius Randle during the playoffs might kind of shift over to more of a six-man role because LeBron tends to play better as a point power forward during the playoffs. Uh, if Julius Randle can can accept that and it helps the team you know, advance, I think there might be a possibility that that would work. The Lakers have a a problem here. And if they are delusional in thinking that Darvin Ham is going to psychoanalyze Russell Westbrook into making layups when he was missing maybe two or three layups a game. Consistently. Consistently. I mean, I thought I was watching Derek Fisher in the past. The problem... The problem with, 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 with Russell was at least Fisher was, you know, not sabotaging the team chemistry with terrible defensive team def- defense, team defensive assignments. Uh, didn't blame everyone but himself when he did make mistakes or whatever. And, and a lot of times the emotional and credibility and accountability part of playing team basketball, especially in the NBA, a lot of times that that will trump your your play being mediocre. It, it's it there's a lot of factors in it. The factor the fact of the matter is Russell Westbrook is not going to get better. I wish he would get better, but he's not. He just he's has just a not. game. He just has a game that does not fit the modern NBA right now. I mean he's no. gonna first ballot Hall of Famer no problem. And former MVP, triple double king, goes on and on and on. But right now, as I indicated, when they originally traded for him, I said it was a bad move from the start. I was the one that was said right at the forefront, like many other analysts, from the start because he just does not have a fit for the modern game. He shoots poorly from outside. He does not play defense. And at this point, you know, his free throws and his layups are not consistent. So at this point in time, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place right now with the fact that you cannot move. Just to see over the past few days, the fact that he is, you know, the Lakers have been trying to go ahead and pitch him for the past weeks, trying to any other team that that wants to go ahead and, and take on that 47 for just one, uh, 47 million for just one year. Nobody wants it. And I'll tell you, it's very, very, very sad to see how far he's fallen from grace. Henry, want to go ahead and say thank you so much for joining us and watching us. To everybody out there watching us on YouTube and Twitch and also Facebook, truly appreciate it. JC Connor, thank you so much for watching us on Facebook. I want you guys going out here and do me a favor. Let us know in the comments who you'd like to see the Lakers target for unrestricted free agents or even restricted free agents but they're limited on cash. They only have the six and a half million exception as far as it's concerned that they really can go ahead and do the MLE because they are taxpayer MLE. That's really all they have right now 
other than minimum contracts. So is is Griffin really an option? I hope not, because we already see, like Joe said, how washed he was last season. I really think that you're asking yourself another one of those 30-plus veterans, those 30-year-plus veterans that are just really too old to go ahead and play at a consistent level anymore. So I agree with Joe on that. I'm thinking maybe like a younger player like Mo Bamba because it looks like Orlando's not going to go ahead and tender him that $10 million. They're going to go ahead and, and make him at least a, available out in the marketplace. They can go ahead and, and maybe put a bid in there for him. I think he's someone that can either stretch the floor for you and also get block some shots for you, especially with his length. There's Chris Boucher, who's also been talked about from Toronto as someone that may be available as well. Joe, do you have any thoughts on someone that you might be interested in for the Lakers to go ahead and get? Reach out because they all really have, like I said, outside of the minimum contracts is that six and a half million dollar MLE. If you're going to get youth, you know, Bomba, those are those are the kind of um you're you're going to build a little bit of a base. You got young talent that playing around AD, like let's let's use Bomba as an example. Right off the bat, you know, even I kind of looked at like, eh. But then when you start thinking about it, you're like, wait a minute. He plays a position that we do need, and he's got a skill set. And then if you've got an AD and a LeBron playing, and LeBron is the ultimate team player, and AD is a team player, uh, I, I think you might see an advancement in, in Bamba's game but you're not asking him to do too much like going But you're not asking him. no, not at all. Not at all. We we want we want the young players to play a role and this unfortunately is something we screwed up in really badly last year and assuming that the three-star situation would would benefit us last year. Losing a KCP, losing a Kuzma, losing a Caruso. It's 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 it, it sounds like oh well you know they're just role players you know but but they were young and they played both sides of the uh, of the court three guys right now we got frustrated with Kyle Kuzma because we were expecting Kyle Kuzma to be the next Richard Lewis that was to me his ceiling Richard Lewis he's got the same frame he's you know. Uh, late first round pick, Rashard Lewis, I believe, came out of high school. So you have this kind of like unknown player. It, it both had unknown kind of who are these guys to all of a sudden coming out the gate and doing really well. And 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 Kuzma was was kind of climbing up a little bit. But unfortunately, you know, when you when you start to have to worry about wins versus before LeBron came, where you were just kind of you knew that the Lakers weren't going to do much and the pressure wasn't there. A little easier to hit those open shots versus when you're playing the Celtics on the road and, it, and, a, and, and a first place is online or something. Well, with KCP, you're exactly right because he is still a very valuable guy to have around. Just look with the fact that he was traded with Ish Smith today going to Denver in, in the trade for Barton and Monte Morris. I think that Washington actually got a good trade out of it, but I know that Denver was also trying to save money when it concerns Ish Smith's contract being less than Monte Morris, so they're trying to stay under the cap, but getting KCP gives them a valuable role player, so that's, I think, what the Lakers should target, are valuable role players, or people who can go ahead and come off the bench and play a key role, 
Dante DiVincenzo, who was just, uh, his rights were renounced by Sacramento. He's someone who had a lot of promise when he was playing in Milwaukee and his career got derailed a little bit by injury. You never know, you might be able to pick him up on the cheap. There's players out there, I think, that if you look hard enough, you're able to go ahead and find that may be able to make a better contribution than the guys you picked up last year. What have the Lakers done in the last five years? Actually, even more than five years. It's not talked a lot about because this franchise is about winning championships. But the two things that they've done very well since the Julius Randle draft of 14 is draft well. And pick up guys that are unknowns. Guys like Caruso, guys like Reeves. These guys uh, drafting THT in the second round and despite his struggles this year, which I don't, I wasn't his fault. He was put into roles that he had no business being. It, they've been very good at getting talent in, in obscure areas, areas that in the NBA, in, in NBA history has not really been where you would find talent. NBA players are extremely hard to find uh, outside the top five, maybe top 10 of a draft. It's, it's, it was like that for decades, and then it slowly started getting a little bit better. You were able to find a uh, a Giannis in the mid mid uh, teens. teens. You 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 found a Steve Nash in the mid teens. Uh, I don't put Kobe in that because Kobe was the first perimeter player that came out from high school. No one would have possibly known he would have turned into what he turned into. But there there has been this last let's say twenty plus years. Uh, especially in the last 10, 10 years, where you have these guys that aren't being picked in the top three, uh, another one is Kawhi Leonard, where they're becoming stars and they're leading their teams to championships. And the Lakers have been very good at doing do, at drafting, and they've been very good. And it didn't matter if it was the second pick, the seventh pick, the second-round pick, or getting guys from the G League uh, undrafted. Uh, second round, look, I mean, they, they've been doing that really well. The issue is this last year was they they believed, like some of us believe, that if we get a Russell Westbrook uh, and have him be the third option, ooh, that might be something. Hey, LeBron is, is there. LeBron can play with anybody. Well, uh, after 19 years, we finally found out that there is one player that LeBron could not play with. And we can't blame LeBron on that one. I mean, he's played with Dwayne Wade. He's played with – he won a championship with Kyrie Irving. That was my – that's what I was thinking. I'm like, look, if LeBron can win with Kyrie, this guy can win with anybody. Well, I but think – you wrong. Well, it, to me, it, it's the issue, again, with Russell Westbrook. It's the thing about the, the nature of the game. The nature of the game has changed. The way we play the game in the NBA has changed. Obviously, Steph Curry and the way Golden State Warriors, they won championships. The way they played offense has changed the game. The emphasis on three-pointers has changed the game. Russell Westbrook, maybe at the start of LeBron's career or maybe at the middle part of LeBron's career, could have done a really good job complementing LeBron James. At this point in time, no, it's just not a good fit because then the Lakers, when they field out there with LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook, they don't have shooters. Those three guys... Only one of them can shoot from the outside. AD is an 18% three-point shooter based off last season. Russell Westbrook is not much higher. So, unfortunately, in today's modern NBA game, it's a hard fit and it makes defenses 
that much, you know, it's easier for the defenses to go ahead and be able to focus on them because of the fact that they can't shoot from the outside and it just clogs up the lane. So that's the biggest problem right now as far as keeping and retaining Russell Westbrook, whatever long-term plans you have for them for this season because it's looking more and more like you're going to be able to or like you are going to get stuck with keeping Russell Westbrook. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I know Laker Tom's convinced I'm wrong, but at this point in time, I think it's looking more and more like, unfortunately, that Russell Westbrook is still going to be on that roster come opening and, night. And that would be tragic because we're not winning a championship. Even if we improved, even if Darvin Ham somehow created a situation in, 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 let's say, Russell Westbrook's game where he missed one layup a game instead of four, it's not going to matter. It's just not going to matter. This team is 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 the, the the team structure is broken with him in it. The only way, and I don't even think him coming off the bench would would matter. Uh, well, that's what I mo- would suggest. Uh, if you if you're stuck with, well, him, that's I your think- only choice if he's yeah. there. Your your choice is to bring him off the bench. Yeah. However, the issues, and I I point to 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 the first month into the season that they, they weren't playing bad the first month. They were, you know, they were winning and. They were beating Memphis and up 20 against Oklahoma City. But the problem was when the going gets tough, which it happens at every single title team during the year, doesn't matter if it's Golden State, doesn't matter if it's the Lakers of 01, maybe the only team I ever saw that didn't have a issue, at least in my time was during the season, was maybe the 96 Bulls, Okay. That's it. That was the only team that I can remember really didn't have any problems. And really, you can debate that the final situation when they were up 3-0 and then went up to 3-2, maybe that was a, you can call that maybe a situation too. Uh, but you have a, a guy who is an integral part of your team who will not be accountable when the going gets tough. And when you're not accountable – you get the result that we got last year. The opposite of that, you saw what happened to the Celtics. Udoka dropped the hammer. Jalen Brown stood up. Marcus Smart said something. They all said, look, we're not doing well. We need to change our way of doing things. They all sounded like they took accountability for their crappy play. And guess what? They were two games away from winning a title. And that's the difference, guys. That's the difference when you're talking about an NBA team playing with this kind of talent and playing against the best players in the world. If you don't have some kind of cohesiveness and are able to understand the good and the bad and need to continue to to adapt instead of just saying, oh, well, I don't know what this guy's problem was with me. I mean, when he said that at the exit meeting, I just said, Frank Vogel was one AD injury away from probably going back-to-back in championships. And he'd already won a championship. And the fact that we treated him the way he did, and that's the other part about Jeannie and Rob and how they handled that. It's not so much that they made the mistake last year. It's how they've handled things. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you had watched The Tomorrow War before The Matrix. Yes. You forced me down. I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing. I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played sir well played yes that's the only reason for the flashbacks to, to remind you what a good matrix movie was that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts hey lakers fans looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news information original videos articles podcasts opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers will look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It's Joe Sorrell, Ox1947. You can catch him on any of the chat groups right there at LakersBall.com. Plus our good friends, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet. Laker Tom will be there for our NBA free agency special tomorrow from LakerHolics.com. Read his latest article today on a possible trade scenario with Oklahoma City. Don't think that would be possible because, again, Oklahoma City is no longer the the kind of organization that can go ahead and take on these large contracts like they once did. But go ahead and check out his thoughts and share them today. Your thoughts on it. That gives out a possibility at Lakerholics.com. One of the things I want to ask you is for what they could be targeting and what they maybe dream of targeting is possibly someone still big out there that you know just renounced the final year of their contract. There's a couple big names that are out there. Most likely they will re-sign with their teams. Most likely, James Harden will resign with the 76ers. He's looking to see if he can get a deal that maybe could help out and get more players in uh, the 76ers camp. But you never know. The contract talks could fall apart. Something could happen. And the Lakers might be in play if he demands a trade to go to the Lakers. Same thing with Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal will most likely sign a new five-year max deal with the Washington Wizards. But things could fall from there. Would this be something that you think that the Lakers... If they demand a trade to the Lakers that they could actually pull off? There's only one player that's going to demand to go to the Lakers, and that's Kyrie Irving. Well, that's too Bradley, late. He's already picked up. Yeah, unless he goes. Yeah, and says, it, yeah he, would have to, he would have to go to the front office. And I, I, there's been a lot of rumblings that the Nets really don't want to start. They don't want Kyrie anymore. Well, the Lakers have offered a sign-and-trade already this week. They were yeah, the ones but, that were actively they don't, working they, on it. They, they, I don't, they don't want Westbrook. I, I don't. They don't want Westbrook, and because you're, you're trading basically a, a, a malcontent for a malcontent, it's it's 
I don't know what the Nets are going to do. I think I think if they're smart, I think they just kind of deal with Kyrie for one more year, hope that Ben Simmons grows a pair, and then try to try to figure something out next season so that Durant has a chance to have a, a viable team. Uh, I feel bad for Durant. I mean, Bradley Beal uh, could be a maybe, but then again, I think Bradley. I think Bradley Beal. Very, very I, slight chance on that one. I think Brad. Yeah, I think Bradley Beal. No, Bradley. There's no chance Bradley Beal is coming to LA. Bradley Beal is going to be getting a what is it? A 246 million dollar extension. Yeah, right around there. Okay, if he so signs with Washington, and that's yeah, the only so you, place where he can get it. Right. Uh, it, would that mean that? I know that Miami's been trying to figure out how to get one more guy over there and a Bradley Beal would be perfect, but I don't know how they're going to be able to make 50 million work for one guy. No. I, I don't know how that's going to work now that he's getting that extension. Well, one Bradley name, Beal. Well, one name that could be out there for us is a re-sign. Are you interested in Malik Monk returning? Cause he said he would even talk. He's even talked about and said on the record that he might even take a discount just to head back to the Lakers. That is very admirable of him. And I believe him. But I believe he's going to get more money, and he won't be a Laker next year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I don't think, I don't think, you know, one of the few guys that actually did play hard, even though he was limited on one side of the, the court. You know, yes. he was, he was a a spark on offense, and and I, 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 I enjoyed his game very much. I, I wish, I wish. Uh, I wish we had a better team for him. I think he would have been an asset in the playoffs uh, with the right offense. And give him a but, defined role because you were yeah. always playing with him as far yeah. as he was oh, starting. Start, he was then yeah. bench, yeah. start, bench. It just, yeah. you know, it totally ruined his rhythm. And Con- yeah. Continuity is, is really key. We, we look back at the, the 2020 title team and we see a JaVel McGee, we see a KCP, we see a Kuzma who wasn't making open shots. But the one thing that we, we, we were able to do or the Lakers were able to do was they, they had the same lineups coming in. They were, they were doing the same stuff. And that first, that first three or four months, we were struggling beating uh, the higher end teams, but they were winning the games they were supposed to. And, and that makes sense. If you, if you've followed sports a lot, when you have a team that's for the first time playing together, you, you you're going to go through those, those challenges and, the one thing that they weren't doing was they weren't losing the games they weren't supposed to. And then when they were losing those games every now, you know, regularly at the first three months to these star teams, you know, it wasn't, it was irritating, but it was, it was, it was understandable because you kind of can sense it as they were playing. If, if they just kind of got it together in a couple areas, they'll probably start winning those games. And then they ended up doing that. The, the Lakers have to look at that situation and build the team based off of that kind of philosophy. The problem is if they don't get rid of Westbrook, they will never be able to do that. And we have to sit here and wait in the next few days to see if they can get a little bit of lady luck behind them. Maybe a team that is more desperate than them to unload people. And where, where there's some hope is there are teams out there that cannot afford certain players. They have to get rid of Charlotte being one of them. They have to unload players. They have to, there's too much money there that they can't afford to pay. So a lot of them don't want to get into that 
luxury tax area. They can't afford it. So there might why, be. But that's why I see him not being traded until the February trade deadline, my friend, because the fact is that these teams right now all think they're going to be doing well, or at least they have a chance to go ahead in the playoffs for the most part outside of maybe three or four teams that actually are trying to go ahead and tank for Victor Wembyama or Scoot Henderson next year. I mean, these teams, for the most part, think they're going to do well. It's not until February that they realized, hey, we're really not doing that well. We're going to go ahead and take on a contract like Russell Westbrook and make a trade for that simply because we can go ahead and clear the cap space. The thing is, Charlotte's been the only one that's mentioned out there that may be interested in doing it sooner rather than later. There is no logical answer right now. At this moment while we're doing the show. If we were to look at it from just right now. We're we're effed. We're going to start the season with Russell Westbrook. I keep hearing Blake Griffin and washed up players coming to L.A. Even talk of possibly them being, you know, this now Bobby Heald again is reared his head. Buddy, I'm sorry, Buddy Heald. And I'm sitting here going... You're going to pay a guy that plays one side of the, you know, you might as well keep Monk at that point. You know, you're going to, well, you're going to pay. Heald's taller though. Heald has more size. That's the only okay. thing. What, and and he you're also good gonna, defense. You're right. You know, it doesn't play good defense. And then you're asking Pritchard who hates the Lakers to do a deal with them for what, you know, there's a lot of bad things surrounding the Lakers when they lose, when it's, when they win, it's great. It's it's kind of like this when when the Lakers lose everybody pounces when the Lakers win they 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 everybody hates them it's, so it's like it doesn't matter what it is so let me ask you this we all know that right now that the Lakers are bereft of talent and uh, you know they have don't have many assets going into this free agency period tomorrow again we're going to be covering it live starting at two thirty p.m. Pacific going to be trying to go ahead and get it out on our Facebook page also YouTube and Twitch doing it live on all three so we truly if you can watch that but with those targets that the lakers have to go after where would you target first which position with the limited amount of resources and the limited amount that we can go ahead and sign individuals such as the six and a half million dollars mle where do you think that they can go ahead and work with that terrell thanks for watching so much we truly appreciate it pacers deal if they could get terrell davis yeah, <laughs> cool. And MVP, but yeah, Terrell, thanks for watching. I do. I want to mention though, Terrell, that that I mean, the Buddy Heald rumors have, like we just talked about, are a possibility. But again, to go ahead, Kevin Pritchard, the GM, would have to. That deal is lo- that deal could happen because yeah. if they if they if Pritchard wants to fleece the Lakers and the Lakers are willing to get fleeced, they'll give them an injury ridden Brogdon. And heal. They get out of all that money in I, three years. I wouldn't mind that. I'll gamble with that. And then they, they got to drop. They got to drop a couple. You know, their twenty-seven and twenty-nine uh, picks. Gonna have to. I, I think they could do that. It's a lot of money that they could unload. And to them, they they might win that trade at that point. The 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 realistic players at this moment that well, makes sense. If you sense, were targeting, if you were if targeting, I'm targeting. If I'm targeting and I'm sitting and I'm being realistic and I have somewhat of control over it versus waiting for a team to, to hope to, 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 that they say yes, is you do need a center. You do need someone to play with AD down in the block, something where, 
where you can be fluid with AD playing the power forward in the center, not having him to play center. And Arkenstein and Bamba are are the two names that I've that I've seen and I've you know that 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 are that are realistic in being able to acquire without the assistance of someone else for a position that isn't a need. And they can stretch the floor. It is a necessary position in this league. You have to have a big that can stretch. That's why guys like Rudy Gobert struggle in the playoffs. It's If you can't, and of course, Dwight Howard, there's been some rumors. I don't know if this is true. He wants to come back to L.A. only if he starts at center. And I'm saying that I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Dwight really cleaned himself up in the Laker fandom. He was a huge contributor to the 2020 team. I was sad to see him go in 2021. Glad he came back in 2022. But unfortunately, Dwight's game is gone. It's 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 obsolete. Uh, and I mean not not in the fact that he's you know gotten older, but his game does not translate to today's game. We need a big that can stretch the floor and allow AD to do what he needs to do without worrying constantly, man, our big, you know, DJ and all these guys that we had, all these washed up guys that didn't know what they were doing. We, we got to put AD at center now and, 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 and figure that out, figure the rest out. No, we wouldn't have that problem if we were to get one of those two guys. They're young and they're skilled. And you, and if you've got AD next to them, there's going to be more opportunity for them to be successful. So those are the two right now that I've seen that are realistic acquisitions. And if they can get one of those guys, it would be a positive. Terrell, I was, well, I'll just yeah. say Terrell is, is, is emphasizing that, you know, he's heard that the Lakers might have turned it down. I know they've been shopping Malcolm Brogdon everywhere as far as the Indiana Pacers are concerned. If the Lakers do get that coming around again, I would take it. I would, I would just say, you know, well, I, will, I will deal with the injury issues with Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon and Buddy Heald over what you have with Russell Westbrook. Because if you, they come in healthy and if they play 70 games for you, that's a whole lot better. Plus, you could still spend your six and a half MLE on a center that could still be out there that's competent enough to go ahead and get the job done. Okay, so word is the Pacers wanted picks. Lakers didn't want it. Lakers didn't want Brogdon's contract. You're hearing a few reasons why I haven't gotten a definite on what. At this point, you don't really have a choice if you're the Lakers. Yep. You, you really don't, and the league knows that. You are – LeBron James is going to his 20th season. Yes, he is the Tom Brady of the NBA. He's probably going to play another two or three years. The problem is – which, how many of those years are going to be title contending years? And I'm sorry, I don't care how good he looks in the offseason, getting ready for this season. It is not fair to expect LeBron James to be playing 35 minutes a game and scoring 30 points. It's not, Great. you can't do that. You just can't. You can do that with AD, who's 29 and is prime. The problem there is, is his physical situation going to allow him? LeBron is 20 years in, and, and really, you're not, he's not really 20. Well, you saw him last year. I mean, he focused on one side of the ball. He, he because he has to. Yeah. You can't, you cannot play. Kobe did it. He did it. All the greats did it. 
At some point, LeBron, I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they made a movie about how he wouldn't run fast enough to the other side of the court because you the mean that would, winning time. Airplane. Airplane. Oh, airplane. No, no, no. Right. Airplane. Yeah, Remember, there was a joke, you know, yeah. you're, you yeah. don't really play real hard until the playoffs. Yeah. So this is not new, guys. This is not something that ha- – see, this is the problem. We have revisionist history in, in, in all our minds. A lot of this stuff's happened in the past. We've had all these problems. It's just that we're, we have the information on our, in our hands, literally, with the phone, right away, by the minute. So I'm not going to sit here and expect a LeBron. LeBron James needs to be fresh for the playoffs. So That's where his value is. So I ask you this. If you're right there working with the Lakers, you're in the office, Rob Palenka, and you're, you're saying – Oh, you've got that phone number. You've got the speed dial handy to Indiana, back to Kevin Pritchard. I personally am making that call because if they're healthy, Malcolm Brogdon is a 50-40-90 player. He has been in the past. Buddy Heald, Laker Tom loves Buddy Heald because of the fact he'll throw up 10 threes on you and, and hit at 40% if he's at, you know, if he's doing at a typical Buddy Heald pace like he was at Sacramento. So your thoughts I say go for it because, like you said, Russell Westbrook, keeping him is the absolute least option at this point that the Lakers won't want to go ahead and do. Because, like you said, if they have Russell Westbrook on the roster, it makes things so much harder to go ahead and be a competitive team. You have to factor in that the 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 part that's beneficial bene, uh, that's beneficial also is that Westbrook is not on the team. Yeah. That's a big subtraction. Uh, and, and becomes an addition. Just him not a, a part of that situation. That play that has to be a big part of it. Protect the twenty-seven and twenty-nine dra- uh, picks. Protect them up to eight. If Indiana is really desperate to move those contracts, I'm I'm pretty confident they'll take that chance where they'll getting at least a top eight draft pick in twenty-seven, twenty-nine. Lakers. At least if they do it to five. I'll give it to five. I guess if it's the last thing and you have to do it, you have to. And the reason why you have to do this is because you you, you have to give the LeBron AD reign another year to have a chance at winning a title. But the only problem is, Joe, the only problem is, Joe, in today's trade for DeJounte Murray, DeJounte Murray went from San Antonio to Atlanta. Atlanta gave up two unprotected first-round picks that are sooner than what the Lakers could offer. That's the problem. I'm not, I'm not saying, look, I'm, the, the, those are two different situations. Uh, I, I think Atlanta thinks that, you know, this is, this is the other issue with the NBA. You know, uh, guys like Brunson are getting, you know, $30 million a year off of one season. People don't seem to learn their lesson with the contract players. Brunson's a great player. He's a nice player. Before him, Julius Randle, nice player. Well, that's Before, the thing. Uh, is Brunson good enough to be leading no, the team in New York? No. He's getting paid like a number one, and that's the problem. In the NBA, it's not really a problem because larger contracts allow you to make deals easier. If you have $30 million that you can put into a deal to get a player you want, you have that player that you can use. However, there are too many very good players earning max money and going to teams and then flaming out after two years. Look what happened to Jeremy Grant. Yeah. You know, that was a perfect example. Uh, and it's not, he's not the only example. You have Julius Randle. You have Jeremy Grant. Brunson's the flavor of the week. Murray's the flavor of the week. Do you really think Murray's going to make that much of a difference in Atlanta to where they're going to go to the finals? I mean, is he that good? I mean, he's good. 
but he's not he's not going to be a one A star. It's just I don't see it. I'm sorry, I do not see it, and it it should be evidence that that's not going to happen because San Antonio is one of the best talent evaluators that probably the NBA has ever had, and still do that very very well. Why would they give up on him for three draft picks if they if they thought that he was going to be the man or at least a, a number two at least? Yeah. It's it's I'm not going to base that on what the Lakers situation is and what someone else is going to give or not give. We are in a situation where we are desperate to get rid of someone that's a detriment to be to in allowing this team to be a title winner. The other teams that we're going to be going against to see if we can do something, they're trying to offload millions and millions of dollars with several years attached to it. The Lakers are going to have to take on that risk if they want any shot at getting a title-winning team this year. If they don't, they're going to go into the season with Russell Westbrook telling basically us, LeBron, if not directly to his face, but, you know, there. Well, LeBron saying, will Look, sign LeBron. an extension. Well, if LeBron doesn't sign the extension, then the Lakers have made the commitment that we are going to start over next year. Yep. That's it. You. There is no other way to go here. 256 Bradley, he doesn't care what we do. He just wants to get rid of Westbrook. Again, we all want as far as, and you saw the Lakers season last year, you realize that it's not going to work for Westbrook. Whatever renewed vow he has, supposedly, as far as committing himself to the Lakers team, it, it's just his game is just not where it needs to be in the modern NBA, and it just does not work as a good fit for the Lakers at this point in time. He might be a good fit on some other team that has a lot of shooting around it that can actually replace a lot of things that he cannot do. Maybe what he can do still well at this age, maybe will work for them. But right now, with what the Lakers have, the options of having and keeping Westbrook and still being a very competitive team, it makes it a really hard deal. So 256 Bradley, couldn't agree with you more. Terrell Davis, same thing. Guys have been great out there, especially out on YouTube. So we truly appreciate it. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Before we head on out, Joe, and again, we will be here tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Pacific, right around there, live. We're going to have our free agency special. You'll hear hours worth of joe soro and laker tom hopefully laker tom will not turn red like he has in our past two trade deadline specials <laughs> the lakers <laughs> you should see it joe if you ever look back at it see him watching him turn red especially that first year when he was so mad that the lakers did not make a move for kyle lowry but it be that as it may before we head on out, I'm going to throw some names at you and see if this is something that you think that the Lakers might be interested in as far as getting as a or looking into as a player for the 6.5 mid-level exception. So I'm going to throw some names at you and we'll see what happens with this. First off, if he is an unrestricted for, uh, free agent, Yusuf Nurkic. I think he'll go higher. I don't think six and a half will be be enough. I think you'll need more, and I think you'll need the full ten if he's actually becomes an unrestricted free. No, not a name he's interested in. Bruce Brown from the Brooklyn Nets, good glue guy, but someone who can play certain roles for you. Brown is 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 would be a good pickup at that number, uh, not only because he's he's skilled and it would be a a, a bargain in a way. 
it, it, he's he's got a little bit of a, a condition of being around a bunch of crybabies. But he, he's <laughs> so, a nice glue guy. He's a really nice. Yeah, glue yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. He's he, he's already you know he's already sort of been conditioned to be around the drama. So if he comes to L.A., he's not he's Great not going to guy. Great he might not be affected. He might not be affected with the pressure and the, and the nonsense that's that's that might be in L.A., especially if Westbrook is still there. Here's so I would say that would work. That would be a, an acquisition. I would I would I would welcome. Probably not going to be able to afford him because he's probably going to sign. I'd say right around twelve and fifteen is Bobby Portis. There's no chance we're getting Bobby. Okay, I would love to get Bobby. PJ Tucker. He opted out. He opted out. I think he's going to get what a three-year deal. Yeah, I was saying twelve to fifteen million a year. I yeah, this, this, yeah. I, I, I would, I would, yeah. It would be nice to get him. I, but no way, no. PJ Tucker, but most likely he's been rumored. He's going to Philly. Yeah, he's going to Philly, and I again, I'm going back. He said, he's like in that tweener area of too old, and yeah, I don't. Think it would I think work. you get a good, another good season, especially a playoff run with him. Uh, I saw enough of him against Houston when we were beating them in the playoffs. I, I don't want a six-five center. I don't want a six-five center. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo, who just got again uh, from Sacramento. They released his rights. I'm weary on someone like Sacramento dropping a player and wondering if they're good enough. <laughs> Maybe that's a get out of jail free for him. It's very hard, you know. Can he shoot? Yeah. Can he? Be productive. Could he have a couple games? Sure, yeah, I know. But Lakers is a different beast. You know, if you can shoot, even if you can shoot, they'll come to the crypt and, and end up not being able to shoot. <laughs> Fair enough. Victor yeah. Oladipo. I know this is one that Laker Tom and I have talked about since last season. Victor Oladipo, but I think he'll be too pricey. Too pricey, and uh, I, I think his – Body's finally breaking down to the point where he's. Had a lot of just not, yeah, it's just not gonna. We we are already we're already dealing with current injury issues with with the top two players, and we're probably going to have to deal with the stress of more injured injury prone players. Should we make a trade to get Westbrook out, we are going to have to. I don't know. Purchase some adamantium to 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 to, to keep this team afloat next year. Otherwise, we're going to be playing Russian roulette with who's going to play more than fifty to sixty games. Kyle, uh, Kyle Anderson from the Grizzlies. We mentioned this briefly on our last broadcast. Slow mo. Slow mo. Sure, but I doubt he'd want to come to LA. He Kyle's a Kind of a intellectual. That's kind of part of his thing. And I don't know necessarily if he'd want to be around a bunch of guys that are, I don't know. I'm going to throw a name that's really hot out there. Gary Harris Jr. from Orlando. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll take Gary. I don't think he'll I mean, go I, for six and a half. That's for sure. I was, hoping, I was hoping for some miracle to figure out something with Toronto to get Gary Trent Jr., you think he'll go right. higher? I think he'll go higher. <laughs> uh, that guy's always hurt us, and he's 20, what is he, 23? And No, Gary, oh, Harris is, is older. Harris is older, but I was talking about uh, Trent. Uh, oh, Gary Trent. In, in terms of Gary. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. 
I don't know about that one. Good shooter, know. defensive player, can do do a lot of things for you. He's actually come back on the rebound. He had a good year in, in Orlando, coming off the bench for them. I don't think you're going to be able to go ahead and get him because I think he's going to at least get the $10 million MLE. That's my personal feeling on that. I don't think he would just... Well, sometimes him. that, you know, those things fall through. I mean, no one expected Monk to fall through. They thought he was going to get the, the, the MLE last year, and he didn't. Uh, there, there There's... We, we have to wait. We have to wait to see kind of how things develop. I, I, I would take I would take him. Yes, I would because it, 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 there's something there. There's something there that can, can that that can be consistent off the bench. Someone who probably is tired of losing in Orlando and wants to at least have a shot at winning in LA. And he could you know market himself a little bit better in LA too for bigger contracts in the future. I'll throw you this one out at you, even though it is one of the older veterans who may or may not have, still have something left in the tank. When he came back and he played for Brooklyn, he actually had some moments that he actually did contribute. Goran Dracic may be able to sneak him in with the minimum exception, but most likely he'll be able to get something more than that out there in free. I wanted Goran after the 2020 season. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't everybody in the NBA? I wanted Goran after the time. I, I was talking to my Miami Heat friend. And I said, that's the guy that this team needs. After they had won the title, I go, man, if they could just somehow find a way to get Goran, that is the perfect player. He is smart. He's a ball handler. He's just, he's, that's the, he's, he's unassuming. He's quiet. He's team oriented. I go, that's the guy that's the, the, the kind of like the backing for LeBron. What if you don't make the Indiana trade for whatever reason and you offer Goran with the minimum, veterans minimum, starting spot? ahead of Russell Westbrook. Yes, I would I would do that in a heartbeat. The problem is Goran suffer his body's breaking down uh, too. I, I don't I don't I don't I think they'd have to monitor his his play to probably 20 to 25 minutes a game. And, and I don't if that if that's the case and you're not playing Westbrook, I don't know if LeBron's going to be we're going to be able to have LeBron this is saying that we don't make a drastic change in the team you know LeBron every time we we think I mean can we can we get LeBron to play 25 30 minutes a game he ends up playing 36 minutes 38 minutes for like a month and it it ends up being a problem so let me ask you this one okay we did talk about Isaiah Hartenstein I think he's going to go a little I think there's going to be a bidding war on him and his services because he played very well for the Clippers if he does sign with the Clippers or someone else I also Zubac just made a a killing as far as a three-year 33 well, that pretty much seals the deal that he's not going back to L.A. Most likely, yeah. Although, you know what? Bomber's got some cash, so you never know. But congratulations to Zubats, who I always appreciate as a player. Wish he would have never left the Lakers. And I thought that was a terrible trade to get him out of uh, the Lakers and went to the Clippers. Still still regretting that one. But we also talked about Mo Bamba. If he does become available and he's available at that $6.5 million, that I think the Lakers, you know, that would be a decent option for them because he does go ahead and protect the rim got more reach than virtually anybody else in the NBA. Plus he can shoot 40% from three. So as long as you're not expecting too much out of him, 20, 25 minutes a game, I think you can do a pretty good job with him right there in the middle. One of the names I did want to talk to you about is Thomas Bryant. Do you see him as maybe a return to LA? He did get an injury, but his game before the injury that he suffered at Washington his game really developed, and he became a pretty good stretch ball five. Yeah, 
I would definitely. He's he's young and has a skill set that we need. Uh, I just I'm tired of. I think all we talk about is injuries in the NBA these days. I, I don't remember it being like this. I, I remember we used to have issues with with Shaq kind of being lackadaisical during the regular season, but we never ever worried about him when it mattered. Nowadays, it's you know the fact that we're. I was having discussions with people about Kyrie Irving before you know he, he opted back in. They're like, well, okay, so if we get Kyrie Irving and he plays 50, 50 games, hey, that might be this. And I'm, I'm like, fifty games. Like, we're just making this okay now. Oh, let's just get this guy. Well, he's injured, but uh, he might play 60 games. Like, I just, I don't know. Modern medicine, first-class flying, massage massage people, uh, nutritionists, all this, and it got worse? Yeah, yeah. Youth, bring in as much youth. I want youth on this team, even if they are – Suspect in certain areas. At this point, we have no other choice. Et was talking get it about done. Miles Bridges. For, he said the Lakers could get Miles Bridges for cheap. LAPD sources tell him. Yeah, but, we're, we're not. We're, that's a that's a clincher there. For I yeah, I, it, yeah. it, I think the the term that I read was, I mean, it was domestic violence. Like the the header was not good. Uh, but he, I think he was always slated to go back to. Charlotte, anyways. Well, Charlotte actually, well, they didn't. Again, they didn't tender him in the you know that offer. They didn't have enough confidence in him. But then he had that breakout season last season, so he's looking to get paid. So whether or not that Charlotte's going to be able to match, we'll wait and see on that one. But I think he's going to get a nice big fat contract because he will be one of the most coveted players out there in free agency. Not the most spendful of uh, owners out there. I know that they try to keep things on the cheap and under the tax, but you know they might have to get Miles Bridges as far as it's concerned. When they pay him, they're going to have to probably go over the tax unless they can get rid of some of those contracts. Maybe to the Lakers? We'll wait and see, but Joe... That's the one, that's the one I think is... When all else fails, Charlotte. I think that's the one. I think Charlotte's going to be the one I would rather go Indiana, personally. I'd rather gamble on Indiana with that backcourt, and I'll take that because, again, with Tyrese Halliburton, they're looking to move that option as far as, you know, going and ahead and different options away from Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald. So I would personally love to see that over the Charlotte Hornets options as far as Gordon Hayward. Not really a fan of his. Not really a thinking that maybe he's going to be able to stay healthy for an entire season anymore. I think that's going to be an issue there. But I really think of the two, I would say Indiana, if that's the one you could work out, I think that's probably the better thing for the Lakers because then if they're healthy, you've got your backcourt set, you've got your frontcourt set, and the only thing you would need to do is spend that $6.5 on a decent center, and there you go. I, I, Charlotte's going to be the one. The the last that. resort, the last resort, and because they're the, they're a team that's not as desperate as the Lakers, but desperate to not pay, and that right there is going to be the 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 revealer when this free agency summer starts. Is which team is finally going to get to that point where, like, man, we really need to unload these contracts. We cannot wait any longer. Call Rob. Let's get that guy over here. Let's get this out of here. In nine months, we're cleared. And then Rob's going to have to make a decision on 
how he's going to set up his, his, his draft picks if he gives those up. Because I think he can make that Charlotte deal without giving up all their draft picks. They could, they, could, they could make it work because they're both equally at some point going to need to do the deal. Charlotte's the other one. Uh, then the Lakers have to hope that Rozier, which is likely going to be in the deal, and then Hayward somehow stay healthy. Can they? It doesn't matter. Gee, it doesn't matter anymore. I just think Brogdon's a better fit on what the Lakers He is a better is. fit. He is a better fit, but I don't think Indiana does the deal without fleecing the Lakers. Charlotte wants to dump money just like we want to dump Russell Westbrook. They're more apt to just make the deal and, and get out of their head, get this out of their hair. And, 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 and then the Lakers have to pray that Gordon Hayward doesn't get injured if there's any kind of something there. During the year, he would help if he's not injured. Rozier is a good player, small, but you know he he, he has a, a role on this team. And then you know Lakers getting a Bamba, getting a Hartenstein, and then you know crossing your fingers and seeing if we can get a couple of young, kind of not maybe really really good, but at least somewhat average three D type players. And then maybe team chemistry hits. Halfway through the season, and, and it starts to work out. And maybe then, re-signing a monk. And then maybe if we're if if monk is, I have a lot of respect for monk. I think I think it was nice of him to say that. Hey, man, I'm willing to stay here. You know, you guys helped me kind of resurrect my career. I'm willing to stay for just a little bit less than than you know. But come on, I mean, you know, how, how he's if he gets a ten million dollar offer, he's going to take it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the problem there, and the Lakers do have a lot of things to worry about and concern themselves with, but it is the Lakers Fast Break. We do truly appreciate you watching and listening out there. Thank you so much for being part of our live coverage on our Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube channels. Once again, just go Lakers Fast Break on YouTube, Twitch, and also as well Facebook. Go ahead and give us a shout out at any point in time on Twitter at Lakers Fast Break, plus also as well, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. But before we head on out, Joe, wanted to stay on just a few extra minutes because we've got so many people watching right now. Wanted to go ahead and say, ask you again, Joe, if you were running the Lakers tomorrow, what are you expecting to do and see happen for the Lakers? And what do you think the Lakers can go ahead and work out come three o'clock Pacific time? You're going to want to make offers to Bamba, Hartenstein, the young guys in positions that you want, that you need, whoever those guys are, whoever they have their eyes fixed on. And then you're going to kind of see how things develop with those who are desperate to unload years beyond next year. Those are your only bets, only chances of being able to uh, dump Westbrook. I don't believe in any way that the Lakers are excited or, 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 or content on starting next year with Westbrook. I, I think that is a giant lie. And they can't say anything other than what they're saying because there is a big chance that they won't have a choice. So by not setting the bridge on fire, uh, they, they now set themselves up for, you know, if they get asked, well, I thought you guys were, you know, I thought Darvin Ham was going to help us, but well, guys, we got an offer that we you can't say work no miracles, to. man. Uh, I, I don't. I, you can't change a player in his thirteen. I'm not. Year. I'm not. I'm not going to put Darvin Ham 
in his first head coaching job in a position where he has to tell a guy who's making $47 million how to make a layup. That's absolutely asinine. How are you... How, how are you even going to – how is that even going to make any sense? How? 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 how why would you – I couldn't do that if I was running a team. I'm not going to sit there and tell Darvin M., hey, dude, look, uh, we're the LA Lakers, and, yeah, we made a mistake last year getting this player, but you're going to need to tell Westbrook he, he needs to play more team ball. And, by the way, he's got to make layoffs. So what, okay, Laker Tom in our last episode said he's 80% sure the Lakers are going to go ahead and, and trade Westbrook by the time, or at least Westbrook will not be on the roster come opening night. When we talked to Jamie Sweet, Jamie Sweet was the exact opposite, and he's 80%, uh, 70 80% sure that the Lakers will have Russell Westbrook on the roster because he thinks, like I do, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've, not that I want it, but it's, I think it's just going to happen because the Lakers are just going to run out of resources unless you take a trade like Indiana or Charlotte. That I think it's looking more and more like the majority decision as far as the majority percentage, per se, is going to be on Russell Westbrook staying. So what side are you on? Are you on Laker Tom's side as far as the concern, or do you are on Jamie Sweets and mine as far as thinking that most likely we're going to be stuck with Russell Westbrook whether we like it or not? I think 80% is a good good. It's a, it's a fair number because it's something they have to do. The only reason why they won't be able to do it, and that's where that 20% comes in, is if there is absolutely no way of a deal happening. But the reason why it's, it's valid is because there are teams out there that have to unload large contracts. And some of those contracts have talent on them. And the Lakers are going to have to make a decision on – whether they're going to keep Westbrook and guarantee they're not going to win a title next year or risk getting injury-prone players and having to pay them a little bit more money, and maybe they work, that's it. There is nothing else. There is no way out of this unless they sit there and say, all right, bring in LeBron. Let's say at the end of July, nothing happens. All right, bring in LeBron. LeBron, we need you to be Tom Brady for real this time. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, we're we're going to play out next year knowing we're not going to win a title. And we need you to be Tom Brady and commit to our team after next year. After next year, when we unload that $47 million contract, we are going to go hard and heavy on getting – a team that's going to be a title contender for 23-24. I don't know, Joe. That's it. There's nothing else, guys. Now, as us fans, we're okay. I mean, look, LeBron brought us a title. LeBron cemented really – I mean, he had already cemented it before, but he yeah. really cemented his, 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 his career. Three teams, three titles, three finals MVPs, what more do you want at this point if you have his career? You want to pass Jordan in titles or tie him or uh, break Kareem's record. He's going to break Kareem's record next year, so he'll have that. Uh, what, what, else, what else can he do? What else really can he do at that point other than say, all right, well, I'll see how my body reacts next year. And, you know, I, I, I hate to say this because, again, I don't like to pick on children. But it looks like that Bronny's dropping more and more in the in the 
in the rankings. I know, and, I see, I see. And I, I don't, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a nepotism guy when it comes to professional sports. I go, if you're not good enough to play, I'm not going to bend backwards. This, you can't do that. You just can't. Well, the Lakers uh, did already with Sharif O'Neal. Yeah, but that's a, that's a summer league thing. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, that's that doesn't really count. And uh, uh, G League is created for players like Sharif, guys that don't want to go to school, want to come play, make money playing basketball. And if they develop like a, a Russo or a Reeves, then you know you you did you did good. Because Pippen Jr. actually has an actual chance to make the actual Lakers team if things fall right, similar to what we saw with Austin Reeves last year. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, I think that when it comes to Sharif O'Neal, though, it, the lawns are not looking good. But like you said, if he goes maybe with the South Bay Lakers, you never know what may happen two, three years down the line. It's not something I'm thinking about. <laughs> here. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm relieved that the Celtics lost. Uh, it's too bad to... It's too bad, too, because I feel like, you know, there's this I, – I really like Jason Tatum and I like Jalen Brown. You, you've heard me say this. I really like their team. I, I like their coach. I like everything about that team. It's just they're wearing the wrong colors. And at this point, my my thought process is I, I just want to get to 18. Uh, and it's gonna it's probably going to take a little bit longer now unless something drastic happens. I Even if you make those trades, you know, with Charlotte or Indiana or whatever, you're, you're going to still need an eight, an MVP type season from AD. It, 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 you can get all the right role players. Uh, let's say this off season, let's say they do, but AD has to play like 2020 AD. Yep. Yeah, he was, uh, he was no disrespect to, to, to Giannis, but I can't figure out how the heck he didn't win the defensive player of the year that year. He was phenomenal. That well, that's the kind of, uh, we yeah. need that AD. That AD indeed. But, We'll see what happens tomorrow. It will be Thursday. We'll be live, 2.30 p.m. Pacific. We'll be right here at YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook, the Lakers Fast Break channels, wherever you get your podcasts as well. We'll have, as far as if you miss anything, we'll have the audio version available that will go up on Friday. So please go ahead and check out our coverage tomorrow live as it happens. We'll go ahead and talk about what's going on with the Lakers and the NBA, the greatest latest going on with nba free agency but joe any last thoughts before we head on out i'm looking forward to tomorrow it's my first free agency show i know you guys did very well last year doing it and the nba free agent frenzy is the best off season by far in any sport the off season in the nba when the clock hits, well, now it's 3 o'clock Pacific time, 6 o'clock Eastern, which I thought that was a brilliant move, by the way, because I used to hate waiting until 9 o'clock. Um, I can only imagine what <laughs> people on the East Coast were saying. Uh, I am excited to just I, – I, I like – it's the only time I like Twitter. You know, you follow it's, on it's, Twitter, too. It's that, it's that breaking news thing. Breaking news is one of the most exciting things in sports, especially when it comes to which guy is going where. And the NBA has mastered that activity and uh, being able to talk about it, being able to represent Lakers ball, being uh, being an, uh, being a commentator to so many great people that are starting to watch the show, people that are watching the show right now. Guys, this is going to start getting bigger and bigger as we go because this the dialogue we're having here 
is just it's it's, it's going to be better. And I promise we're going to be bringing information that matters with a little bit of attitude. I think that's that's you know you always want to keep that going because it does excite, does make the juices flow a little bit. Absolutely, we'll see what happens there. But again, it will be our coverage of NBA free agency starting at two thirty p.m. Pacific on Thursday. Please join us then. And thank you so much. If you have any questions, again, for us, we're available all the time at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Always put your comments at YouTube. Always put your comments at Facebook. We try to answer them as best we can. But we truly appreciate you supporting us. And we'll see you for NBA Free Agency right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.